0: Hey, Lead the Gen fam, welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping
0: you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God.
1: If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year, and be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself.
0: This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeIntl.org to get started.
1: So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now.
0: Hey, students, welcome to the Student Leadership Podcast. My name is Aaron, Director of Lead the Generation. I'm here, as always, with Gil. It's your boy. Let's go. And uh, we are so excited to be uh, joining Justin Knowles for another interview, another episode. Justin from Sandals, Sandals Church in California. You back and not uh, Sandals
1: Resort, not like Sandals I Resort. thought,
0: but the Sandals, Sandals Church, Sandals Church. Uh, if you missed. Uh, the first episode with Justin or the overtime episode, you should go back and grab those. Cause it was, they were great, great content. Um, if you don't know who Justin Thanks. is, uh, yeah, I love your man. Um, if you don't know who Justin is, he's the youth director at Sandals Church. They have about 13 campuses more on the way. And he oversees all of the, the birth through student ministry there. So busy man, busy man. Thanks for squeezing us into your schedule. I know it's early uh, for you, but uh, we're glad that you're joining us.
2: (laughs) I got an energy drink. We're good to go starting the day off with very unhealthy ways, but it's, you know, it's going to get me going.
0: Spoken like a real youth pastor, right there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So, so
2: Justin, one of the unfortunate
1: things that our, our students can't see right now is they actually can't see you and students just so you know, Justin is a very trendy dude. He's got a chain. He's got these nice glasses, sick-looking headphones. Uh, but more than anything, Justin, you have some cool tattoos. So, real quick, I, give us in like I 20 do. seconds, what is the coolest tattoo that you have? Describe it for the audience so they can envision uh, it.
2: Okay, so even though i have a full sleeve on my left arm i have a half sleeve my favorite tattoo happened actually we have our youth conference in at the time of recording in like six days four days and uh we said hey students if you get over a thousand students at this youth conference i will get a tattoo of of whatever you choose and so basically gave them four different options um, oh, you I gave, gave them options. I, they, they didn't get a I gave good. them four like, oh, four no. options that I would be I, willing I to thought get.
0: This was going to turn into an episode of Andy on the Office right now. That's, that's well, why.
2: it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the one of the options was the Nard dog. Okay, was uh, it really? From, from the go. Office, yeah. Uh, one of the options was a, a stick of butter with wings, so like a butterfly. Oh, that's good. Uh, and mm-hmm. one of them was like a, a muffin with like the Put 'Em Up Dukes, so it was a stud muffin. Oh, that's And good. then, and then the other one, which is the winner, which is on my thigh, and I would say it's probably about like three inches by three inches, so it's pretty okay, big, good size, because it matches another tattoo that I have on my other thigh, uh, like in size wise. But it's a Tacosaurus, ooh, and so it looks like a taco, like a taco shell, but the stuff inside of the taco shell looks like a Stegosaurus, and it has a little Stegosaurus head and tail. What's the great. What's the matching one then? You said that you had one that's similar. Well, like I have like a, I it's like a best friend tattoo. Me and my best friend were are both camping in Big Bear, and we're both you know pretty tatted up. And we're like, why don't we have best friend tattoos? And then so we went to go get big bears on our thighs in Big Bear. Oh, that's good. Which is a, which is a city up in the mountains, Taco-saurus. which is where we're camping.
0: That's, it's, it's, yep. I feel like California is kind of known for tacos. Is this is this true? I mean, I've had some it great tacos in San Diego once.
2: Yes. Ta- tacos like the authentic. Yeah. That's it's it. really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my favorite one. I think, um, just cause it has to do with like youth ministry, which I love and tattoos, which I love. And that's just a fun one. Cause honestly, I didn't think we would hit it. Didn't think we'd hit the goal. And, you know, we blew past it. Let's go. That's <laughs> and awesome. And so go. it's a constant reminder of my lack of faith. <laughs> and tacos. <laughs> and tacos. And and tacos. Yeah,
0: favorite food item. Let's go. Um, love the story, Gil. Much better icebreaker question than the first episode with Justin. All of Just, mine are great. Yeah. correct. I do like that one better. Yeah, yeah. Also. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, see, he, our guest agrees, so so we must be right. So, i um, glad to have you back, Justin. Um, we're talking leadership uh, with student leaders, uh, young people who are like, "Hey, I want to grow in my faith. I want to grow my leadership. I want to be a person of influence in my school." My church, my family, um, and a lot of youth pastors listening as well. Uh, so uh, give us a leadership thought. Give us a leadership principle to encourage us today. Yeah, I think um, what comes to my head and what I've
2: been kind of g- talking about, okay, this is, I think this is a good one, is that if your value and your identity are dependent on superficial, temporary things, it could be taken away.
0: Mm. Mm. So when you say superficial, so, give me some examples. So like if your value
2: is based off like I I look at me when I was in high school, I was like my identity was baseball player. Like I was really good. I can say that now because I can't throw to the end of the room that I'm sitting in after a (laughs) couple of surgeries. But I was really good. I was being recruited. I had D1 scholarships ready to go. And then my senior year, I got hurt and it got taken away. Hmm. And so in one dive of a ball, my identity was gone. Because I was no longer a baseball player because I couldn't play anymore, hmm. and so and that was a really hard thing to walk through and a really hard thing to to navigate uh, myself as a senior in high school, expecting that I already had the plan that God had for me and thinking that this is what I was going to do, but in real reality, I realized, oh, this is not who I am because once that was taken away, I was like, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know what this looks like, so that's what I mean by like superficial and temporary, like anything that I think of, like if you were in a car crash, it could be taken away. Like what, what would that, right. Is my identity in any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so let's, let's go into scripture with that thought in mind. Then what is a story? What is a verse that kind of like reinforces this idea or like kind of states the opposite of it? You know what we should be putting our identity in.
2: Yeah, I think when when we look at like, you know, that if our purpose was formed before our body was, that's like kind of like the other thought that I was like kind of having in. Uh, it's it's Psalm 1, our last episode, we actually talked about ones, 139. So I, sh- I think I should have done that one. Uh, but it's Psalm 139, verse 16, It says, your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained uh, for me and written in your book before one of them came to be. And so basically, it's like, basically it's like before my body was born, all the days were planned for me um, in your book before I was one day old. And so like our purpose and our identity comes from the one who has made us, not from the things that we do or deem or self-identify as. And yeah. I know that's like, you know, especially today, I feel like that's like a a big one. Um, but our identity, when we're when we're focused on on, on God and what he's doing, that's where our identity comes from. Not, and that, and that's eternal. That's not a temporary thing. That's an eternal thing. And that cannot be taken away
0: um, from us. So uh, take me back to your story a little bit. I'm really intrigued, you know, cause you're speaking about this, not only from a leadership perspective and from a biblical perspective, but you having walked through this as a young person, walked through a difficult time of of losing your identity and then having to rediscover it and have it, you know, be planted in God's word. What, what did that look like? What did that experience look like for you? Um, if you don't mind, share that with us. Cause I think it'll be encouraging to students, um, that are experiencing similar things in their life, or maybe they, they, they might uh, lose something that has become, uh, unbeknownst to them, a big part of their identity. Yeah. I think, you know, for someone going like in high
2: school that I, I dedicated, Every waking moment to this thing, Mm -hmm. like, dreamt about it, slept about it, watched film about it, practiced about it, spent time with it, tried to get better at it. And I kind of looking back, I kind of realized that I just kind of built up this false identity of like, this is who I am, and this is what brings me worth is that if I'm good at this, then I am a good person, and I am good at what I do that bring, that brings me like the value that I feel like I was kind of seeking. And I feel like when, obviously when that was taken away, like that was, that was a, that was a hard thing as a, as a high schooler to walk through and be like, what is my purpose now? I thought it was this. I thought I was, Place on this earth to do this activity, that now all of a sudden has been taken away, and now I can't do anymore, and therefore I'm in a spiral, you know, downward spiral of like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do with my life? Why am I here? Why am I? Why am I like? What am I supposed to do? Because I thought this was the the thing, and so, and I just realized that man, I was just put into, I put all of my eggs into the basket of this temporary thing. And I kind of created this false identity um, that was wrapped up in like shallow and temporary things. Yeah, And it wasn't until, and that's, and I wasn't even really a Christian at that time. It wasn't until afterwards that kind of like as a senior made, that's when I kind of really dove into like what Christianity is and like, what is my purpose and why am I here? And what's my identity if it's not this thing? Like that's kind of like the main thing. Cause I was only left at that point. Cause I had surgery. I was in a sling for six months. Like I couldn't drive. I, I had to be driven everywhere. And I was basically left with like church and school that were the only two places that I could go to regularly. Um, and that's kind of where I kind of dove a little bit deeper into, to what that is. And I, I, I feel you know, and we could dive into this because I think there's there's four different categories uh, in which that people kind of find their identity in yeah. that we could kind of break down. Oh, um, I love it. and but that's kind of that's where a little bit of my story is like, man, this is a false identity that I didn't know that was false until it was taken away. Yeah. So
1: give me the, give me the categories. I want to know.
2: Yeah. So I I think like when we look at our our identity, people find their value in, in four different things, and so it's position, it's appearance. Its wealth and its skills. Oh, so do it, position, yeah, do it again, yeah. appearance, wealth, skills. Pause if you want. Okay. If you want, if you want the acronym, got right? It. Got it. Um. Every good so every like, youth pastor you know, has an I acronym. I spelled
1: pause wrong in my hand. I was like P A U S E. What are you talking about? I was like, oh, like an animal
0: pause. Okay, got it. <laughs> when, when you yeah. drink energy drinks, the, the acronyms just flow. It's it's one. Of they, the, just these, it's just they just one go. It's they just go through. I feel like it's a mini tips. skill
2: of a youth pastor. You have it to is. know how yeah, to make acronyms really fast. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I think when I look at this, so, you know, when I say like, you know, position to ASB or student leadership, you know, that will go under position. You find value in that. I would say if they, you know, having cool clothes, you know, they have all the, the super trendy, have all the, the new Nike low dunks or whatever like that. You got a you know, taco
0: source tattoo on their thigh.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's, that's appearance. You know, they say like, Oh, like even just like a little thing of like having gum you have to buy gum that I would say like, you know, that's what makes people popular. Everyone, everyone, if you want to be popular, always have gum. People want gum always. And so that will go under like wealth. And then if they say, you know, like being a football or baseball or a particular skill, then that goes under skill. And so when we look at like these things, like, you know, position, let's just break it down position, you know, standing and, and popularity, who your friends are, how many people, you know, uh, how many likes in and that your your pictures get if your TikTok goes viral, um, you know can you can you do those things? They begin to feel they have value because of their position. Mm-hmm. That brings them their identity, appearance, how cool or cute you are, uh, the clothes that you got, uh, how often people tell you that you're attractive, or how many people you have lined up to try to date you, uh, can make you feel like that's an important thing. You have wealth. How much money do you have? What phone do you have? How big's your house? Do you have the best snacks at your house? Do you have all the game systems, right? Like everybody has that wealthy friend. You go over to their house, and you're like, I want to go to their house uh, because they have all the things. And then uh, people feel valuable because of that, or then skills like how talented are, how how athletic, how smart you are. I feel like these like kind of four categories determine whether or not we feel like valuable um, and bring us our identity and whether or not we feel good about ourselves. They, these things shape our identity. And so the, the way that I kind of like, you know, if, if you're to sum these up, like to feel good about ourselves, like, you know, I I made the football team. I feel great. I just got a fresh new haircut. I feel great. Uh, I just aced the test. I feel fantastic. Uh, I, I just, you know, got a huge check at work, you know, blank. So I'm, I'm like the richest person amongst my friends. Cause that was me in, in high school, by the way, I was the only one that worked. I took everybody out and it felt great. Right. And I thought that that brought me value. Um, and so the problem with all these things is that they're like, they're just, they're superficial things. They're things that like could be taken away in an instant, right? You can get hurt and you don't have a skill anymore. You know, you could something could happen where you're not the most beautiful, like the new girl comes in or the new guy comes in and you're not the most beautiful anymore. Yeah. Right. You, something happens, your dad or your parents lose their job. And so therefore you can't afford the right things anymore. And so, like all these things could be easily taken away because they're it's not our real um, identity. Um, because I think you know, temporary identity equals temporary value.
0: Yeah. So right? you're and you're unpacking something I think is so helpful for students because, I mean, this is the recipe. This is what culture says. Culture says like you know, achieve something in these areas here in order to establish a, a identity or in order to place a value, you know, on yourself. So. Let's flip the script, Justin. What is because um, I would imagine this is a topic that you have a lot of conversations about with students, with student leaders, with even uh, you know your adult leaders and youth pastors that are on your team. Um, what's the first step or the first couple steps look like for a student who's trying to move away from their identity and their value being you know uh, here in position, appearance, wealth, skills. Um, and they want to move to their value and identity being found in God's purpose in their life. What, what, practically speaking, what does that process look like? What are some of those first steps a student needs to take?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, think about like, so yeah, the, all those things, there's, th- those are the earthly temporary things. If you were to think about every single one of those things with an eternal perspective, because if your value and your identity comes from God, then he, your identity and your value does can't be taken away because they're eternal. They come from God and they're defined by God. And so therefore, when we start to look at like, just think position instead of like, what's your, what's your position at your school is what's your, what's your eternal position. What's your eternal uh, position in the eyes of God is that when you confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in him, that he is, that he died, that now your position with god is right and that you have eternal value because he died for you and that changes how you live the rest of your life or should right right, right. um you know because i i tell our students all the time that it's impossible to know like really know jesus and remain the same person mm-hmm. hmm. it's really hard to do that yeah and so so think about your not your earthly position but what's your heavenly position you know when you look at like your appearance What, what it's not an earthly uh, appearance. What is your heavenly appearance that when God looks at you now, you are right in the sight of God that he, it says that he is an, an advocate for us. And when, if you know what an advocate is, it's someone who stands in the place of somebody else. And so when we go before God, God is not looking at us and our sin and our life. But when we confess Jesus, he's looking at Jesus and not us. And Jesus lived the perfect life. And so when he sees us in, in our appearance before God, he now looks at Jesus instead of us, which is awesome. And that's again to change how we live. Um, when we look at not earthly wealth but heavenly wealth, what does that mean? Is that there's some things that are on this in our world today that people would seem not give it to, like have it be a, a wealthy thing, but we get treasures in heaven. Meaning that when we're faithful. When we are obedient, we might not see the benefits or the wealth that comes that by earthly standards, but, but God is saying, hey, no, I see this. I value this. I bless this. And even if you might not feel the difference now, you will see it later in the second cycle. Because I, that's what I feel like most students don't understand. And even adults, let's be honest. Right. We don't understand the the greatness of eternity. Like most of us are living like white knuckling through life to get to heaven, (laughs) (laughs) right? Of and but like but what God says is that you can experience heaven on earth now, by blessing and like the kingdom when you have a kingdom life when you're living for God that you can experience blessings of heaven now, right now today in, in our earth today. And then the last thing, just with skills, is you know how can you use your skills not to benefit you to boost your platform, but how can you bring glory to God and all of the things in it, wherever you're at. Right. And so you can kind of flip the script of like, this is what our culture says, but then you flip the script on, okay, what is my, what is my eternal value that comes from these things and all the same categories that makes such a big difference in identity and value.
1: Yeah. And I I like, I think you said at the beginning there with, with specifically position, I'm going to go back to this. You said earthly position versus heavenly, like position, like understanding what is the, like the end goal in mind, like this is really what matters most. I think, I think what I like about your philosophy is it's, it's not saying like, it's not like we're like Buddhist monks advocating like an absence of emotions or like you need to rid your life of any of these kinds of feelings. It's like, you need to recognize there's like a hierarchy. There's like an order. You need to be like, Hey, I need to f- first think about my heavenly position. And that needs to have the majority of my focus. Like it's okay to be talented. It's okay to have money. It's okay to be attractive. It's okay to have all of those things. But if it becomes the main thing, if it becomes the, 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 the thing that you focus on the most, if it becomes like your your grounding, so to speak, then that's when it when it kind of topples over. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing oh, with yeah. finances. Like you know, the the object of life is not to have no money, right? It's okay to have money. It's the thing that's there, and it's a resource that exists. But like God is saying, hey, you do need to tithe first. Like this is something we need you need to do because it's going to ground you spiritually. Um. So real quick, Justin, that was that was just my side thought going into that. But uh, last question before we let you go here today: Is there a student that you know that's living out this principle really well right now?
2: yeah i think so i i get to have a uh, the opportunity we have we have something called the what what's called the rogo school rogo um it's our it, yeah rogo so our our vision of our church is to be to to live a life that is to be real with ourselves god and others so real with ourselves god and others rogo um and we have like a leadership school here and the adults go into it but then we also open it up for students to like dive into it and to, to navigate that and in my last session of rogo there's a, a couple of different students who are were seniors and they were diving into this and really debating okay what is what is my purpose what is the thing that i'm supposed to do i think it's ministry maybe it's ministry maybe it's not um and they kind of just got got real with, okay, having people speak into them, taking on different projects um, where they kind of were like the popular kids where they were kind of like the ones that like at their school, everybody knew who they were and they kind of dove deeper into, okay, what does God have for me? What is my like eternal purpose here? Um, what are the things that I could focus on that allows me to, really dive into not temporary things, but the eternal things. And the cool thing about it is that all three of them, so they gra- they were seniors, they graduated, and then they became small group leaders for seventh grade at our summer camp. So Come they just on. like, they finished summer camp and then they came back that next year. Yeah. Um, actually, no, the way that we're structured, sorry, is that s- graduated seniors don't go to summer camp. We have a senior treat- retreat for them. Oh, that's cool and so graduated so once you graduate in june like you're a young adult and you're in young adult ministry but you could come back to summer camp as a 7th grade leader got you and it was amazing to see that happen with like this handful of students who graduated came back and it was like, well, first of all, they're like, we're so sorry for how we acted when we were that. <laughs> we didn't know. Like that, which is always like the fun, like humbling thing. Yeah, but then two, just like, That's when,
0: you know, a student it, really did meet Jesus right there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: It's, but then at the same time, it's like, it was just fun to see, like watch them kind of talk about all the stuff that we just talked about and put it back into like eternal things rather than like, they're coming back to serve. Yeah. Like, yes, summer camp is fun, but they came back to like, give up a week to like pour into this younger group of, you know, guys or girls that are coming into our ministry and to help them and navigate. Okay. Let's have conversations about faith about position, about appearance, about skills, about wealth, but from their perspective now as like new leaders, right? And so I I think that's like the fun part. And most of the time too, you guys know this, we get into student ministry because we want to hang out with students and change them. But most of the time God does a work in us and changes us as leaders because we're reminded of what God is doing not only in other people, because we have a front row seat to life change, you know, and le- students listening, that's one of the benefits of like pursuing a life of God is that you get to help people experience eternity. And that's one of the best things that you could do. Um, and one of the best feelings that you could have in that. And so that's, that's, that's a, long, a long version story of that. But that's, those are three, three of the, our students from this last year that really stuck out to me.
0: Yeah. Well, it's really practical and, and inspiring you know um, practical in the sense that you given you've given students that are listening today like hey here's here's four different areas that you can be asking questions about you can be thinking about you can be praying about you know your eternal position uh, how God views you uh, you know spiritually speaking your value your wealth um, your how your skills are used for the kingdom of God so I just encourage students that are listening and even leaders that are listening because I think adults quite frankly we wrestle with these identity issues very often in our life, right? We're, we're yep. not, we're not immune to this. And, um, so I love the practical part of that. And, and then also the, the inspirational part of just hearing some students that just graduated in high school and saying, I want to give back. I want to get involved. So, Justin thank you uh, man this has been great uh I think you've you've given students again a lot to think about and a lot to kind of chew on coming off these episodes and uh I'm sure in the overtime episode that's coming up uh the crew here in the studio will have a lot of additional thoughts for you students so uh students uh pay, uh, pay attention to that it's going to be good but Justin thanks for joining us um students or leaders want to reach you. out to you connect with you what's the easiest way for them to do that yeah,
2: hit up hit up the DMs and Instagram. I'm I'm always down and interacting with youth pastors and students there. Justin Olds, three. I think that's the easiest and best way to make that happen. Awesome, great. Well,
1: students, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you again, Justin, for being here. If you want to reach out to us, let us know
0: at Lead the Generation. You can find me at Gilbo Swagons. Uh You can find me at Aaron Holt. We're so glad that you joined us. Uh, stay tuned for the overtime episode, students. Remember, you're called to lead your generation. We encourage you to do it with passion for Christ and love for others. We out.